Well, hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast. Jonathan Doyle with you as always. I'm glad you're here wherever you're listening in the world. Welcome aboard. We're on a journey together this week, and we're about to jump into the next stage, the next part, next departure point of this journey. But please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. It does make a difference if you can uh, grab your phone wherever you're listening and hit that subscribe button so we can make sure we get you episodes as we go in this little five-part mini-series where we are exploring the uh, five marks of identity of a great Catholic school from Archbishop uh, Michael Miller, which I came across in a meeting last week, and I have been going forensically through this. Today we're up to point two, and I tried to get all fancy and pull out all the key bits that I wanted to talk about, but my formatting went haywire, so... I'm back on the original document here, trying to remember all of the great things that I wanted to tell you, so let's just trust the Holy Spirit's going to make it happen. Yesterday, we talked about a supernatural vision of the human person being the first mark of crucial identity. We want a supernatural vision of our students, that we are not Marxist scientific materialists, we are Catholic Christians. We are people who believe that every young person is made in the image and likeness of God and has this supernatural, eternal destiny. So our perception of them, how we see them, even if it's difficult, and it is difficult, right? Because there's many times when it's very hard to see that supernatural dimension in a student when they're going out of their way to make it hard to see. But it is there nonetheless, and it is a lens, it is a filter which permeates Catholic education and really helps us to bring about the success of its aims. Today's second principle is that a great Catholic school is going to be founded on a Christian anthropology. So yesterday we talked about having the supernatural vision of the person. So we're going to go a bit deeper today and look into this idea of a Christian anthropology. Now a quote here from Archbishop Miller, it's pretty direct. He says, all too many Catholic schools fall into the trap of a secular academic success culture. Hear that again, all too many Catholic schools fall into the trap of a secular academic success culture, putting their Christological focus and its accompanying understanding of the human person in second place. Christ is fitted in rather than being the school's vital principle. Christ is fitted in rather than being the school's vital principle. So this anthropological essence, this Christological vision. There was another cool quote where it talks about, uh, now this is a quote from lay Catholics in schools, Witnesses to Faith, one of the crucial church documents, where it says that the Catholic school sets out to be a school for the human person and of human persons. I actually liked how that resonates, that um, it is a school of the human person and for the human person. So we don't establish our schools for goldfish. We don't establish our schools for aliens. We establish our schools for human persons, and not just some generic human person, but a human person made in the image and likeness of God. So let me take you a little deeper into this anthropological, this Christological vision, where the church document again, the Catholic school's witnesses to faith, says it like this. In today's pluralistic world, The Catholic educator must consciously inspire his or activity with the Christian concept of the person in communion with the magisterium of the church. It is a concept which includes a defense of human rights, 
but also attributes to the human person, this is crucial, the dignity of a child of God. It calls for the fullest development of all that is human, because we have been made masters of the world by its creator. Finally, it proposes Christ, incarnate Son of God and perfect man, as both model and means. To imitate him is, for all men and women, the inexhaustible source of personal and communal affection. There is a lot in that. I love how it says that Christ is proposed as both model and means. So in a Catholic school, we're presenting Christ both as the model that we want to aspire toward, but also the means by which we aspire. It's a really deep principle here. There's Christ as the inexhaustible source of all personal and communal perfection. And this goes back to, of course, um, the Second Vatican Council, the pastoral constitution on the church in the modern world, Gaudium et Spes, the famous GNS 22, which I talked about the other day, where John Paul II said it is only in the mystery of the word made flesh that the mystery of man truly becomes clear. Truly becomes clear. So Archbishop Miller says here that a Catholic school cannot be a factory for the learning of various skills and competencies designed to fill the echelons of business and industry. Nor is it for clients and consumers in a competitive marketplace that values academic achievement. Education is not a commodity, even if Catholic schools equip their graduates with enviable skills. Rather, and here's where he quotes lay Catholics and schools, the Vatican document, the Catholic school sets out to be a school for the human person and of human persons. Can you just can you get your head around this? This it's subtle, isn't it? Because it's like, well, is this saying that we shouldn't, you know, really pursue academic excellence? No, it's not saying that. It's saying academic excellence is a byproduct of our vision of the person. That we care so deeply about the person and want them to fulfil their Christological potential, their potential in Christ, that we teach the best we possibly can, and we hold them to high standards, and we push them where necessary, out of a love for Christ. That was Mother Teresa's whole thing. She said that she never served the poor. She served uh, Christ hidden in the poor. That she was always trying to find Christ in the people that she worked with every single day. So this is the second point then, in summary, this is this Christian anthropology, this, um, yesterday we talked about the supernatural dimension, but today it's this really human dimension, that the person is the person made in the image of Christ. All right, let me give you this final quote here from John Paul II. It's a really, really good one. He goes on to say, and this is a quote from uh, his letter back in 1979 to the National Catholic Educational Association, where he says, In a Catholic school, everyone should be aware of the living presence of Jesus, the Master, who today, as always, is with us in our journey through life as the one genuine teacher, the perfect man in whom all human values find their fullest perfection. The inspiration of Jesus must be translated from the ideal into the real. The gospel spirit should be evident in a Christian way of thought and life, wait for it, which permeates all facets of the educational climate. What a great line from John Paul II. He says, the inspiration of Jesus must be translated from the ideal into the real. 
So it's one thing to have a mass at the start of the year and have a few Christian images around the school, but to move Jesus from this, you know, idealized wisdom teacher, which he was not, into a real and imitable guide for our lives. Imitable meaning that he is somebody that we can imitate, that our students can imitate. And if you think about how we do that, it's this daily presentation of Christ, both through our personal actions, but often through explicit teaching and showing young people you can follow Christ, sharing the Gospels. Lately with my kids, my, my, my two youngest ones are still really pretty young, so I read the Gospel to them each night when I tuck them into bed. And it's that ability to read the Gospel and then explain it a little bit and help them understand how we can seek to try and imitate Christ. And I think we can do that as well in our classrooms. You know, just starting a lesson with, hey, I want to read a tiny bit of the Gospel here. We're going to talk about, you know, who Jesus is and how we can apply it to our life here in the school. I've been doing some uh, real scripture study, Mark's Gospel lately, just spending time each day going a little bit deeper into Mark's Gospel. And it's by studying the Gospels, literally studying them, not just reading them, but studying them, that we learn more about Christ, his life, his thinking, his mission, his, his relationship with the Father, his attitude to people and teaching and healing and driving out demons, all the different things that characterized his ministry, we can begin to understand them and learn them. So I guess this means that in a Catholic school, it's this constant presentation of Christ that is building this Christian anthropology, this Christian vision of reality and life and being human. So look, really practically what it means is just that Christ is at the forefront of the whole educational enterprise. Not test scores, not... where we rank against anybody else, but just this relentless, deep relationship with Christ in our own lives that we then share with young people. All right, I'm not going to go too further down the rabbit hole on that today. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about communion and community. So make sure you've subscribed to the podcast. I'm going to talk briefly tomorrow about the third mark of a great Catholic school, communion and community. So check back in tomorrow. My name is Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, and you and I are going to talk again tomorrow.